0: Tá! Tá! tá. 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 tá.
1: This is Birth Confidential with TJ. Thanks for
0: checking out Birth Confidential. If you get a chance, please rate and review it wherever you get your podcast. It really helps others find the podcast that could potentially help them as well. This episode is with Kate. She's had both a hospital birth and a home birth and talks about her experiences with both. And she also talks about using this high dose vitamin C protocol throughout her pregnancy and the Bradley method, both that she says were game changers. It's really interesting. <laughs>
1: (laughs) My name is Kate Joyner. Um, I'm married. I have an eight-year-old daughter and then struggled with secondary infertility. We saw it um, before we got pregnant with my second. Uh, We went to a fertility clinic and they said, oh, you're probably never going to get pregnant unless you go to our finance office right now and you sign these papers and then we'll probably get you pregnant. Um. Um, So my husband and I went for a second opinion and they were like, no, you're good. They ran every test under the sun and they're like, you guys are both good and healthy Um, try it on your own and see what happens. And so we did. And we got pregnant with my son, Forrest, who's now seven weeks old. Oh, congrats. Thank you. He's pretty great.
0: Did you do fertility clinic with your first child? I didn't.
1: Um, The second one, I'm a little bit older now. And it's been, you know, eight, almost nine years since I'd had my first. And so I just kind of on a whim, I had heard some celebrity talking about uh, her struggles with infertility. And we were about the same age. I thought, well, I better go get check just to make sure and when I went they did a, an ultrasound that day and they were like oh you don't have any eggs there, there's no eggs left but we can probably help you get a few more there might be one or two left come this way to our finance office sign on the dotted line and we'll help you with this process and I called my husband and I was like I'm shocked right now because we're both really healthy adults and I'm like, I I don't know what's going on and he has a medical background so he was like, what? They only did the one test this doesn't make sense so we got a second opinion and they ran every test possible and they're like, no, you're good. There's no issues. (laughs) You guys shouldn't have any problem Uh, and that was the case. We got pregnant without intervention.
0: And how old were you when you were going to this infertility clinic?
1: We started, I guess I was like 33, maybe 34 Um, and then we took some time from trying, we took some time off and then went for a second opinion before we started again because we wanted to make sure everything would be healthy and, and good to go. I guess I was 35 when I got pregnant. Oh, I guess they since.
0: consider 35 geriatric, right? Around
1: 35. Right. Which That's is so silly. You're so young. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's
1: so that young. Sure. And we're both really healthy and Um, So we were surprised. But we ended up working with a midwife to do home birth. And I I asked her, I'm like, well, because of my geriatric age, will this be an issue? And she's like, that's hogwash. You're fine. It's not a concern for you guys. So we had no problems doing it at home. Did you do a home birth with your first child? I didn't. With my first, I had the full medical experience. She was electively induced because I was so tired of being pregnant. I was huge and uncomfortable. And so I was electively induced, had the epidural. I had a great experience at the hospital. No problems, no complications, no tears, no anything. It was great. But for the second, uh, when COVID happened, uh, we knew we were not going to be able to be compliant with the hospital's requirements. There's no way I was going to labor in a mask or have limited people in the room with me, uh, or any of that. We wanted my daughter there. She wanted to be there. It was important for her. I wanted my mother-in-law, believe it or not. She's mm-hmm. a, She was a huge support. She was there when the baby was born at home. And so we just knew that we couldn't be compliant with any hospital's requirements because we got pregnant right at the start of COVID. So people were really unsure what was happening. The yeah. rules were really strict. Um, I wanted him to go to appointments with me. And so that couldn't happen through a traditional OB. So we reached out and got a midwife and made it very clear from the start, this is a family affair and we want the family there. That's a non-negotiable for us. So if that can't happen, you know, we'll have to find somebody else. Uh, And she was very accommodating. My daughter and my husband went to every appointment. My daughter's eight, so she's at that age where she kind of understands what's going on and Uh she wants to be a mom. So it was cool for her to get to experience all the appointments and, And birth on our own terms was important to us. So I didn't want to be poked and prodded and checked at every appointment and go through a big process. I'm good. (laughs) So she didn't make us do any of that. Uh, We were in complete control the whole time. That was really important to both my husband and I. So um, we just decided to do it at home with the midwife and it was great. So now I've had both experiences, fully medical and then fully natural. 100% natural is the way to go in my opinion. I healed so much quicker. I was up roller skating in two weeks at the park. (laughs) Um, I didn't have any tears, any issues, which I didn't with my first either, to to be fair. Uh, But the birth was a lot more traumatic. And at home, man, it was quick and pretty easy. I mean, intense, but easy.
0: Yeah. Well, did you have any fears about if there were an emergency, what you would do at that point?
1: I really didn't, one, because we live in the Nashville area, so we have phenomenal hospitals, 15 minutes in any direction, and two, having the baby at the hospital doesn't mean that nothing will happen in an emergency situation okay. anyway. Um, hospitals don't prevent emergencies or complications, sometimes in some cases they can cause them, in my experience, so we weren't concerned about that at all. We have great medical resources pretty much at our fingertips, you know, in any yeah. direction. There's a hospital 15 minutes away. Plus, my husband has a medical background, and we had a midwife there, and we have a couple doctors that live on our cul-de-sac, so worst case scenario. (laughs) (laughs) That's convenient. (laughs) Yeah, for sure, for sure. And my mother-in-law, like I said, she was here when the baby was born, and she was a labor and delivery nurse for many years. So I felt very supported with a medical team, um, ready to go. And hospitals don't prevent emergencies. That's true. We felt pretty confident.
0: Absolutely. Did you just go to the doctor to see if you could start trying and there was nothing wrong? Or were you all trying and not getting pregnant?
1: Um, a little of both. My entire life, all i wanted to be is a good mom and mom to multiples. My husband wanted to be a dad as well. So it was hard on us at first. So we took some time off and then decided to get a second opinion. A girlfriend recommended a doctor, Dr. Murphy in Chattanooga. And we made the drive down there and it was great. Our care was great. He was very straightforward with us. He ran every test under the sun just to ease my mind. He would be surprised if he found any issues, and that was the case. After that, we tried to get pregnant, um, and it worked. (laughs)
0: Nice. (laughs) Less stress. Why did you wait so long if your oldest is eight? Did you want that much of a gap between children?
1: I didn't at first. It's ended up being such a great blessing because she's so good with her baby brother, uh, and she's been such a part of it the whole experience that that's been really special for her to like really conceptualize what's going on and understand it. Um, but I was married previously to her dad mm-hmm. and then we got divorced and my husband and I, we've been married now for two years. Oh, okay. So, Yeah. Um, Getting pregnant in that time would not have been ideal. In between the two marriages, for me personally, would not have been ideal. (laughs) So fair (laughs) to each their own. But for me, it would not have worked out well. So during the home birth, what all did you prepare for? Uh, Well, one thing I did was a high dose of vitamin C protocol. The Dr. Kleiner protocol was a game changer. And let me preface by saying I'm not a doctor or medical professional, so do your own research, reach out, etc. But for me, I had found through a friend this protocol, and it's high dose of vitamin C. So your first trimester is five grams. Second is 10 grams. Third gram is 15 grams of vitamin C daily, which sounds like a lot. And it is a lot. I think when we got pregnant, started with the midwife, she suggested, I think, three grams total, I think I could be off on that. Uh, But when I asked her about high dosing, she was like, I don't know, but you know, let, let me look into it a little bit more. And I gave her Dr. Kleiner's information and his study that he found with pregnancy and vitamin C. And she said, yeah, I feel comfortable with you following that. So that's what I did. And it was such a game changer. I felt amazing. Um, I gained probably close to 100 pounds, which is typical with my pregnancy. I that was my first two. Um, but I didn't have a single stretch mark. And I got huge. I had such an easy time. I felt great. Um, even my skin and my teeth felt better. I don't know how to explain it, but just all around, I felt great. I had a ton of energy. Um, I didn't have any stress that i would had before. So when the birth happened, uh, one thing with vitamin C is that it can help reduce or prevent hemorrhaging after. I didn't bleed hardly at all. I think postpartum, I only bled for maybe a week at that. Um, I felt great. I hopped up immediately. I had no medication. I think after birth, I'd taken one Advil and then I was very concerned that it would pass on to the baby and kind of stressed out about it. Mm-hmm. So I stopped taking it. Uh, but I felt really good. So um, that was a game changer. It helped my skin and the electis, the elective. Oh, you know what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, <laughs> electricity. <I'm trying. laughs> yes. Thank you. Um, that helped with that. I didn't have any tearing at all. Uh, I felt wonderful. So that really helped. I prepared by taking that and I had almost a 10 pound baby. He was nine pounds, eight ounces, 23 inches long, um, unmedicated and labor was so quick and very fast and pretty easy. Like I said, so it was, uh, I I really contribute a lot of that to the high dose of vitamin C.
0: Is that given with a pill or intravenously?
1: I took it uh, in a powder form Hmm. that's the way I felt most comfortable especially since it's daily I wasn't really interested in, in taking it any other way um I took the the vitamin tablet I got off Amazon you know like nature's best brand or something like that it was fine but it was a lot of pills to swallow they don't yeah. come in like you know 15 grand pills, how so many pills
0: is that <laughs> right that,
1: was, that would have been a lot so actually I'm finishing mine right now but I put it in a little drink of water and just take it down um it's tastes like lemon. You know, it's very citrusy. So I put it in a flavored water and just drink it that way. Um, Five grams at a time is what I do. Uh, I still continue to take it because I felt so great and it's been so good for me. Um, So I still take it even after pregnancy. And Dr. Kleiner found that he studied 300 women and they followed this protocol and it was really a game changer for them. Their healing was better. Their recovery time was quicker. Their skin was great. They're, you know, really diminished or reduced the signs of um, stretch marks, which is important to some people, me included. He had one of the first successful quadruplet births in the Southeast um, through this protocol. So I did that. And then the Bradley method was really great too. It's like husband coach childbirth. Uh, That was really a game changer, big time.
0: Okay. So explain that a little bit more to me because I'm not familiar with that.
1: So we read this book that was recommended by a friend, but it's natural childbirth, the Bradley way. It's from I guess he started 1948, 1950, uh, and it's really just partner coached in our case, husband to work through it with you together. So we learned about relaxation techniques. My husband read the book, I read the book, we read it at the same time, uh, and it would teach different relaxation and breathing methods, different massage methods, and really focused on. The process of birth and how natural this really is and how a lot of times if you go to the hospital and you start one intervention like Pitocin, that may lead to another intervention like an epidural, which may lead to another intervention like a C-section if you're not progressing in the way the hospital sees fit. Uh So we didn't want to do it that way. We wanted to do it our way and the natural way. Uh, That worked really well for us. So sometimes, you know, if you get stalled, I was technically in labor, I think for about two weeks, it would kind of start and then taper Mm -hmm. off, but I felt fine. I was up moving around. Uh, But if I would have gone to the hospital at, you know, three or five centimeters dilated, probably would have been on Pitocin, probably would have gone through the whole process. Whereas we didn't have to do that. Um, I labored at home. Then when it was go time, it happened quick. It was like an hour and a half and he was here, (laughs) even being that big. Wow.
0: With all of this natural stuff, did you and your husband talk about this beforehand? Like, I want to do it completely different or was it because of COVID or were you like, I've learned more because I'm older
1: now? Kind of all of the above. I think all played a part. One being older, being 10 years older almost, um, that made a difference. COVID definitely made a difference uh-huh. um, because like I said, we just knew we could not be compliant with their requirements. There was no way yeah. that it was going to be such a hassle. Uh, after researching and studying, my husband has a medical background. has some history there. So he's seen the good, the bad, and the ugly from the medical side. Um, I have too in the hospital setting. And we both knew that we just weren't interested in that and that we have enough knowledge and empowerment to do it ourselves and at home And so he was 100% on board, sometimes more than I was. because I was like, I don't know, maybe I do on an epidural. Maybe I, can I get gas? Like, is laughing gas a thing at home? Like, what can I do? He's like, you've got it. You can do it. You know, so sometimes he was more of a driving force than I was.
0: What was your biggest difference between having a baby in the hospital and at home? Like, I mean, other than the obvious, you know, you're at home and in in the hospital and you have more control.
1: Time with my first uh, being induced It was a 12-hour labor, um, and labor was good. I had a great medical team. They did a fantastic job, but I was really tired by the end of it. I had labored for so long, and it was exhausting, so by the time I had the baby, I was already worn out, and Mm -hmm. so that really drained my batteries, and I had to have more interventions in the hospital. At home, there were no interventions. It happened so fast, uh, and I felt great. I popped out of that pool went to bed, and then I was up walking around. They were like, you might want to take it a little easy. You just have a 10-pound baby. Just take a second. (laughs) Um, But I felt great, and recovery time was next to nothing. Like, I was up and ready to go, so I think that was the biggest difference, and being comfortable. I'm a very modest person, and not having every nurse during shift change come, and check me and poke me and prod me. Uh, my midwife was laughing when she got here. Uh, I was still in my underwear and she's like, you have to take those off. And I was like, I don't have to do anything. I'm leaving them on. <laughs> <laughs> she like, you have to take these undies off. And I'm like, I'm not taking them off. Pull them to the side, which was so dumb in retrospect. But at the time that was really important to me. Yeah. Um, so she honored that and I didn't have to get, you know, a cervical check or any of that um, because at the hospital, she also had a student with her at the hospital, so she would check me, uh-huh. and then the student would check me, and really, uh-huh. your dilation really doesn't tell you a lot until it's go time. You can be three or five centimeters dilated for a long time before anything happens, and then it can happen quick, so it doesn't just go, you know, every 30 minutes you dilate or whatever. It can really stall and then happen quick, uh, so there's really no need to, to check all that, which was great. So not getting poked and prodded at their schedule was really wonderful. And being able to, you know, maintain some control and modesty was important to me. I totally get that. After having the two totally different experiences, I am a firm believer in natural. And like I said, I was a little nervous because, I mean, who wants to be in pain, especially labor pain, uh, when epidurals are a great and amazing thing. After reading about it so much, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try it. And worst case scenario, I can always go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. In fact, I looked at my husband at one point. I said, I don't think I want to do this anymore. I think I want to go to the hospital. (laughs) And he said, Oh, honey, you've passed that time. Like the baby is coming right now. You're not getting an epidural. And it was a very intense pain, but it was over so quick. I would do it again in a heartbeat. In fact, we want to have another baby right away. So even the pain of natural childbirth did not deter me in any way. Like I'm ready. I'm. So ready to hopefully get to experience it again. (laughs) Isn't that
0: funny how we're like go through this pain or like at a traumatic birth and I'm like, I'd probably do it again. It's like you almost forget how traumatic it was or even the pain a little bit. Right.
1: And I had seen too many Instagram stories of home birth and thought I was going to have like this beautiful silent birth. Oh gosh. Yeah. We'd prep my daughter for that. I was like, it's going to be, I just want quiet, relaxing all this stuff. And my husband was like, Oh, okay, whatever you say, babe, that's what you want to do. I'll support you, but don't get too attached to that. And then I I don't typically curse in my day to day life. And my daughter, that's what stood out to her the most. That's what she tells people when she meets them. If, if we're talking about where she's like, and mama said the F word. (laughs) out of everything that she could remember.
0: Seriously. <laughs> that's <what> she remembers. <laughs> Kids are so funny like that. They strangest things stick out to them. So cute. That's what
1: she remembers the most. Yeah. It happened so quick. I couldn't get into like the zone. The Bradley method talks about like breathing methods and way to, um, you know, work through it, relaxation techniques, all this stuff. I had like all these Zen podcasts pulled up. Uh -uh. it happened so fast. I didn't have any time. I mean, I climbed in that pool and pushed and the baby was here. So there, there was a, lots of words being said. I was asking for (laughs) Jesus's help and forgiveness all in the same breath.
0: (laughs) So funny. How did you prepare your daughter for what was coming?
1: Sure. We told her at first, um, that I was probably going to be yelling and there might be some blood and, uh, you know, that it's not uh, a clean experience, That it's, It can be messy both emotionally and physically, and it can be chaotic, and that it can also be boring. We had planned for a 6- to 12-hour labor. So during that time, you're going to be bored. You're going to have to read books, but you're going to have to stay quiet and calm. And if you don't want to do that, you can go to any of our neighbors. You can go to Grub-on-Grandpas. You can go to whomever, but you'll have to stay quiet and calm during that time. So I prepared her for that. Um, She had seen pictures and stuff. And so she was kind of prepared. And I asked her, how involved do you want to be? Like, what do you want to see? What do you not want to see? Where are you at? And so I kind of gauged her interest to make sure uh, that it wouldn't be too traumatizing for her and that it wouldn't be too mature. She's an eight-year-old little girl. She's innocent. I didn't want to you know, involve her in the, in grown up business. So she knows how babies are born, but she doesn't really know where they come from.
0: Yeah. My, my daughter, she was like, I go look at this picture of when you were mommy's tummy and her eyes got about this big. And she's like, you ate me. <laughs> she thought I ate her and then, oh my God, in my tummy. And I was like, not exactly.
1: Yeah, well, she knows how they come out for sure. Cause she was there for that. Um, but I've mentioned to her before. I'm like, well, I made you in my belly. And she's like, mm, God made me in your belly. And I'm like, he did, but I made you in my belly. And she's like, God put me there and made you. So she has really no uh-huh. concept of anything past it, and we're okay with that right yeah. now. You know, she's only ate. But yeah, so we had kind of prepared her that way. And then at first, I told her I'd probably do a lot of yelling. And then I decided, you know what? It's probably going to be more silent. That's kind of my goal is like a calm, silent birth. So we prepared her for that. So she really had an expectation of both. We had a photographer there, and and all the pictures, she's like holding her ears. And I kept asking her, like, is Amelia okay? Is she scared? Is she scared about what's going on? They're like, no, she's annoyed. She says you're being too extra. (laughs) I was yelling so much.
0: (laughs) That's hilarious.
1: She's like, you don't need to be yelling and you're cursing and like, what is happening? So um, she took off. She was in a different part of the house and then heard me say, oh God, he's coming. And she ran in there because she was born in the room in our bedroom. And she ran in there and she's like this and all the pictures and just so excited. And when they put them on my chest. The baby, the minute she went, oh, he's so cute, or something along those lines, and the baby lifted up his head and looked straight at her. I'm not even kidding Aww. you. It was the most amazing thing. So she's partly convinced that's her baby, and we just we yeah. are be a part of raising it, but she is very protective. In fact, I'm watching her walk around with him right now. She just went outside to rock him in the hammock, but She's very much involved, and that's her baby, in her opinion. She's quite annoyed that she has to share him with us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's adorable. Are you going to continue to take the vitamin C baby
1: forever? I think so. Um, From the benefits that I've seen personally, it's been such a great experience that, yeah, I think I'm kind of in it to win it at this point. My daughter takes it. Um, She doesn't like it as much. She's not as consistent with it. She'll take it when she feels like it, and that's fine. Um, I take it pretty religiously every day. My husband is suffering from allergies right now. I'm like, get the vitamin C. <laughs> so yeah. he'll take it when I pressure him into it. You know, um, it's been great for me. I've started. My mother-in-law takes it. I have a few friends that have gotten pregnant uh, recently, and I've recommended it to them, and they've started taking it because it's just such a great thing. I didn't have any issues. I, I did have SPD, where your hips separate a little too soon. I had that later on, but again, I gained a hundred pounds and he was almost a 10 pound baby. So yeah. it's not to be expected. It's a lot of pressure on your head, but he was born great. And the midwife had said that she'd never seen a placenta that was that intact. It came out so whole and strong. Um, it was really incredible. Like, And the cord was so thick. He was just so healthy. His color was beautiful. He was never blue. He came out just pink and like happy and it's crazy. Um, he was also born at 42 weeks, so he was very mature. Uh-huh. So <laughs> We joke that I uh, yeah. gave birth to a toddler because he was so old already. <laughs> yeah. um, but he's just been such a healthy, happy baby. And when Amelia was born, that was not the case. She was healthy, but there was just she was very colicky and um, just a, kind of a challenge. And we haven't had that at all this go around. So whether that's due to the no, you know, medication or drugs or vitamin C or what. I don't know, but I'm very thankful to have a much easier time this go around for sure.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. I don't know that I've met anyone that's done hospital first and then a home birth after. It's so interesting that you have both those experiences and I can tell hands down you prefer the home birth and what a night and day experience you had.
1: Yeah, it really was. And like I said, we had a great medical experience at the hospital. Um, I'm glad that that's an option that we have safe and available medical care. I'm so thankful for that. And I'm even more thankful that we didn't have to utilize that at all, that we could just do it at home in the comfort of our home and do it our way. Do you see like a traditional pediatrician? We don't. I mean, we do see a pediatrician, um, but we ended up with a doctor that believes in medical choice and medical freedom and autonomy. Um, That was kind of difficult to find someone that would respect our wishes. But we found one, sorry, the uh, Cole family practice here in Nashville in the surrounding area. Um, And they've been really great. They're all about educated choices and really Uh support whatever you feel is best as the parent that is your baby and you should be able to make medical decisions. And we didn't have that experience with Amelia uh, and we weren't as empowered then for sure. I'm a firm believer in medical care, but uh, I'm a firm believer in informed choice and I don't feel with my first pregnancy, I was informed of anything. It was, this is our checklist. This is what you're going to follow. Yeah. These are the shots you're going to get. These are the tests we're going to do. This is the process. And you're going to be here at 530 AM and you're going to follow this checklist. And I was like, okay,
0: yeah, okay. So, good. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And so with COVID, we're like, we can't follow this checklist. There's, I, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm just like, uh-huh. I'm not, it's not even that I can't, I'm just not, um, there's no way I can abide by this. And it's your facility, and I respect that, so I just will opt out completely, Um, and it was the best choice I ever made for us, so uh, I know a lot of terrible things happened with COVID, but for our family, it was such a blessing because it totally changed our experience. Um, I don't know that I would have felt as empowered to do it on my own and to research on my own and go through the process if I hadn't um, been forced with that choice.